2: Hi, this is the Horse Hour Podcast and I'm your host, Amy Stevenson. But today I'm going to hand over the reins to Steve because he's gone out to meet Remus Memorial Horse Sanctuary in Essex. And they do an amazing job looking after elderly horses. I believe that they have a whole farm of animals there. Today they're going to be giving advice on how to look after elderly horses and some of their clinics that they have coming up. We all know horses live up until they're 30, or they can do. But did you know they can live older than that if they're looked after properly? for his Steve at Remus.
1: For over 30 years in a corner of Essex, like rescues all around the world, folk at Remus Horse Sanctuary work endless hours giving abandoned or mistreated horses a second chance for a better life. The teams at Remus are run by a band of truly headline-making wonder women, and some men as well, and one of the stalwarts of 20 years is Sue Maloney, who's with us here now. Hello, Sue. Hello, nice to meet you. Yeah, it's a really blowy day outside, so yeah. we've decamped to the kitchen here. But it's, I, I can't get over how massive Remus Horse Sanctuary is. And tell us a little bit about the sanctuary, how it started, and, and, and how, how big you are now.
3: The sanctuary started um, 33 years ago as a result of um, some horses that had been abandoned on uh, flood waters and were left, literally 10 of them ended up um, perishing. And at, around about the same time, there was a story of Remus, a horse that was used as a pawn between two people for the sum of £50, pound, and he was treated um, terribly. And by the time he was rescued, he'd suffered so much and he um, was transported to a animal hospital, but he died the day, the next day. He had to be put to sleep due to the suffering that he'd, he'd experienced. But at least he died in the care of people who in the company of people who actually cared about him so he knew kindness at the end so the sanctuaries open uh, the home to over 200 animals about, approximately 85 horses, ponies, donkeys and the rest are made up of sheep, goats, um, uh, cows and we've also got a number of cats as well so it's a nice, nice environment to work and to be in
1: and, and you made the headlines. You were in the... I mean, I opened up the, the Daily Mirror, you know, I think it was last year or the year before last, to see Remus plastered inside uh, with um, who was reported to be the world's oldest horse. So tell us a little bit about Orchid.
3: Yes, we had Orchid here for a, about three years. She really was everybody's favourite. She was the most gentle horse you could ever wish to meet. You could just do anything with her. She, everybody loved her. She would even... Be gentle with the youngest and smallest of children could go up to her she um had very little teeth, but she loved her raspberries every morning would knock on the door until she got her raspberries um, she was a um a little uh, ambassador for the sanctuary and she unfortunately uh passed away last October just a week before the countess of Wessex was going to be visiting she um was in quite a bad way at the end, so it was just out of kindness to um, end her suffering. Yeah. But she um, is very badly sorely missed even today.
1: Just incredible how a horse of over 50 years old was still rolling in the field and still, you know, enjoying life right yeah. up until the end there.
3: Well, they're they I should just okay. say,
1: by the way, that uh, just out, just where we're recording, uh, we have one of the cats <laughs> just dying to get in through the window here. So that's the scratching and the meowing you might be able to hear in the background there. We were just talking about how she loved life right until the end.
3: Oh, she did. She, she used to like going out with her friends. And as I said, at the sanctuary, over 75% of the horses are over the age of 20. When a horse is classed as aged at 18 to 20, but we have them here, we have Timmy who's here well into his 40s, um, we have Thomas coming up for 40, loads of the ponies, they, they can live a happy and healthy life well into their late 40s and 50s with the right care
1: so that's why we went to come and speak to you, is that you you've, you've obviously looked after so many horses you know who, who are pushing 40 and 50 years old yeah. and so you're running uh, a clinic um, in a couple of weeks time about caring for an el- uh, elderly horses surely when you care for an elderly horse isn't it not just the same as, as caring for a younger horse? Tell us a little bit about that
3: it's just a bit different they start to their teeth after a while their teeth start to, to wear they only have one set of teeth once they've shed their baby teeth and so these start to wear they're more prone to uh, the immune system starts to decline as they get older so they're more prone to illnesses they require more regular dentals, extra foot care an extra diet um, but with all this care and the knowledge that people will get if they come on these courses on how to care for an elderly horse, you can have a happy, healthy horse, as we say, well into their 40s. Yeah. So um, the, the the workshops are run here. You get to meet the animals, and it's quite it's quite a good... It's only £35 for a four-hours um, uh, tuition, and all that £35 is donated to the to the animals so it goes towards the care of the animals which is the sanctuary Uh, needs to raise £400,000 every year just on basic things to survive £400,000 every year that's incredible that's made up of vet bills staff costs of course we've got 15 members of staff and about a great band of about 25 to 30 volunteers who come up and give their time so it is a constant struggle to raise the money so that's why we run these workshops and also help to uh, benefit the care of the old horses out in the um, out in the, yeah, in the
1: world, you know, yeah, absolutely. So
3: people think, oh, they're old, they're 18, they're old, but they're not at 18, it isn't old now, so no, the proper care, you know, so. it's
1: much like human beings, isn't it? I mean, you yeah, know, as 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 sort of science and technology and medicine progresses, yeah. everyone's living to a ripe old age now, yeah. and it's 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 later in life when you know, it happens to all of us, not just horses, when things start to droop or yeah, fall off, and, yeah, and as long as
3: it's maintained. And when I first used to volunteer here years ago you have a lot there was all hobbling around with laminitis and those sort of conditions but what happens now when a horse or pony comes into the sanctuary they're immediately put into isolation and then they're tested for ppid which was known as cushions disease or ems and that those two conditions are the 90% because of 90% of the um, laminitic episodes so If They're they're tested for them, and if they prove positive, they're put on medication straight away so they don't get these episodes of laminitis and their health doesn't decline. They're, They're maintained and kept healthy. Yeah. So... Yeah. should
1: just actually point out uh, can I just check the name of your cat who's trying to get yeah. in at the moment because I think we should all introduce yeah,
3: that's midnight that's
1: midnight <laughs> the cat so just so for everyone listening that's midnight the cat so I think uh, so midnight the cat is our second guest yeah. on, on, on this on this interview right now so there you go so you can desperate hear the sounds getting, in the background absolutely desperate yeah she's probably got a, bit, a lot of things to say about yeah. her care here I imagine yeah. just sort of yeah. to able shower you in praise and so on yeah. um, so going back to the clinics then so uh, we're talking uh, in, in, a, in a couple of weeks time if you want to Give us uh, dates and 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 how people can to, can join the course and, uh, and and get that tuition.
3: Well, the first one's two weeks today is the twentieth of February, and it's the routine care. So, how we provide, keep our horses healthy. You know, diet, nutrition. We will go through the digestive system because a lot of people have horses and don't really know how their body's made up. That sort of thing. We discuss teeth. Uh,
1: That's interesting. Are, so, with the dietary thing, sorry, sorry to, to butt in. So, with the dietary care of an elderly horse, what's yeah. the difference between that and, and and a horse who's say, you know, ten, fifteen years old?
3: Well, because their teeth, uh, they usually have teeth problems. So, that, and they need uh, sometimes they they lose a lot of teeth. So, they have to have a different diet. The teeth has the, the food has to be more mushy for them to, to be able to eat properly. And then um, it will also <laughs> also include how to condition score. So they'll go out and learn how to condition score. They'll they'll learn how to do a thorough health a thorough health check on. So how to identify signs of illness. they'll they'll learn about TPR we won't be able to take the temperature because obvious these are older horses but we will talk about temperature pulse, respiration, that sort of thing we'll be able to monitor the the respiration of the horse and we talk about how to check for dehydration, things like that in their horse, so it's quite an an in-depth course, and then the second workshop, then the second one is on the 5th of March that's a Saturday, just two weeks after the first one and that will go on to the actual conditions that they're more, most likely to suffer from, how to identify them, how to treat them, and how to manage them. So it would be like um, PPID, EMS, laminitis. So
1: for anyone who doesn't know, what's what's PPID? So
3: PPID was originally known as Cushing's disease. Right, that's Cushing's, OK. Yeah, equine metabolic syndrome is a st- similar to diabetes in humans. Laminitis is foot conditions. Yeah. And um, sweet itch is an allergic reaction to uh, midge bites and how to manage them. And I learnt how to manage this from having my own pony. The day I got her, I was told, oh, she's got sweet itch. And I knew nothing about sweet itch and I've learnt how to manage it from having that, that yeah. pony. But also discuss colics uh wounds eye problems that sort of thing and how to um also with the care of the elderly horse they do really love their complementary therapies so we will just discuss touch on them uh and how they like their self-selection herbs because in the wild they would self-select herbs but we put them in manicured pastures now they don't have any choice of of self-selecting
1: manicured pastures that's a great turn of (laughs) phrase it sounds like a beauty salon they
3: can't (laughs) they can't self-select what they would in the wild like the rose hips once in the autumn the rose hips uh yarrow dandelions or things like that so they, Mm. they get all that as well so and they they choose it if they don't want it they don't they don't they're not forced not forced on them they're offered it they don't want it that's it you know they will um choose bladder rack because bladder rack is very good for um movement and things like that they love the rose hips they very rarely um will um refuse the rose hips and that's they're really good antioxidants and it's just an enrichment for them it just gives them something a little bit um extra in their life instead of you know the, the same routine every day that yeah. they, we all have, don't we? But yeah. it just gives them a little bit of. I mean, they are quite um, good on enrichments for the animals here as well. If you see with the, the donkeys with their little blow up beach balls and the the goats have a great little um, pen. In the nicer weather, you go. They have a sand pit and uh, they've got uh, ladders and tires and everything. They've got a great uh, little play area. The goats.
0: So, oh, yeah. smashing. Yeah, so it
3: isn't just Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah. it's just down there. No, the goats, have a, they have a wonderful time, and they were all, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the goats there were rescued from a petting zoo that was shut down, and when they came in, they were all uh, in kids, so they've got their babies as well now. So, yeah, it can be quite cheeky, the goats. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Maybe I'll go and check them out a little bit later <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: they've got a great playpen out there, so, and then they all come in at night time into their little... The animals here want for nothing. They come through those gates and their life is made forever <laughs> you
1: know oh. it's amazing i mean i mean you know you're one of obviously you know many hundreds of, of rescues around around the, the yeah. uk around the world as well yeah. that we always hear about on uh, on horse hour yeah. and um the the tireless work you guys do to you know all driven by the desire the controlled belief to give a horse a better life and and because i mean I, I certainly know around you know i constantly read stories certainly in this part of the world Around this county, of, of of horses just being left abandoned, they or are. you see them on the, on roundabouts and, mm. and so on, and tethered up, and just you know just being really you know yeah. it seems to be quite rife, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, crime welfare crisis is absolutely rife. Every day, Sue is receiving dozens of calls asking to take horses in. We've just taken in little Charlie. Uh, I can't remember where he come from. Little Charlie's a little six-month-old colt, and he's paired up with one of our other. Uh, just over a year old dante and they're they' are they are best of friends now and that you know so we've got also got um Holly and gracie both um blind mares one came from Wales and one gracie was um roaming loose in Brentwood and she she was brought in and they were both in foal so um Gracie gave birth to a mule so the dad was a donkey no but when she um gave birth to um jess because of her, she hadn't had the nutrition she didn't um, produce any milk so Jess had to be hand reared for six months so everybody was up here 24 hours a day at first um, and did um, rotors and there's a little sleeping area up in one of the offices where people slept, especially Sue and uh, Sue Burton there's another one there uh, came up and so I they had cat's hand, just
1: at the hand hand
3: <laughs> rearer, but she, they're both thriving now and yep. Holly gave birth to Bracken who had problems uh, regulating her temperature when she was first born, and there was a bit of concerns about her, but she also is thriving now. So um, you can see pictures of them on the Remus website.
1: I'm fantastic. We'll we'll, we'll direct uh, folk to to the website and how they can donate to to Remus um, uh, shortly. Uh, And with the the care of these these horses, and and I'm I'm, I'm interested to hear about...
0: Selling a little...
1: In addition to the the food and the intake they have for their diet, what are the signs in an elderly horse or a disabled horse that, obviously, disabled horse you've got the disability to look out for, but in a in a horse that is older, what what are the signs that you should be looking for in terms of their health that you might not necessarily need to look for in a younger horse?
3: You would check for that they're eating. Properly, so if they're not eating properly, you would have weight loss. They do something called quidding, which is they can't eat and they will regurgitate their food out. And we've got one of our horses who does that. So because he's having trouble with so much hay, his diet is supplemented with lots of mash and soft food to keep his weight on. They also um, need to be monitored for worms. So you would check for loss of condition. worms in the droppings of course um diarrhea scouring that sort of thing and uh, they need regular foot care and just um when they get older they start to have get arthritis and start to have a little bit of problems getting up so mm. you just have to watch that as well yeah. so yeah but okay. with 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 good care regular grooming a bit of tlc they they will thrive yeah you know?
1: And with the, you mentioned, you had two horses who are blind. Yeah. And what kind of care do you give to those guys who who who, who can't see and obviously will need to? Yeah. Here?
3: Well, we we have we do have one of our volunteers who comes up three days a week and has spent the last year and and a half now getting them. One of them in particular, it, it was very nervous when she came, Gracie. But um, one of our Volunteers Carol, she comes up three days and she spends near enough all day down here with them. To stand at first, she just stood in the stable with her and just was talking, not literally even to her, just talking to people, so she would get used to people being near her, you know. And then, um, and then she got used to getting a bit closer to her. And so she will stand there and, and and groom her now. She will let her groom her. She will come over to people if she hears the herb boxes. Jingling, she's the first one over, so she is a lot more trusting of people. People now, and it's just that people have to be aware that they they do have um, limited vision, so they have to be careful with when they're around them. All our horses are color coded: green, amber, red. So the greens are the really safe ones that you know you you can. I've put the volunteers with. The Ambers are, they're okay, but you have to take a bit of care with them, be a bit cautious, and then the Reds are, only staff deal with them. All our volunteers, when they come on to uh, volunteer at Remus, they have to do a little safety with horses course. They have to learn about the history of Remus, the structure of the building. They have to do learn about um, hazards and risks, and they have to do a little nursing um assignment as well how to recognize signs of um illness in the horses uh and, and things like that before they're actually allowed to go in with the horses so that they they have to do a few little practical assessments how to tie a quick release knot how to tie a how to put a rug on take it off and how to lead a horse out safely then once they've done that they're allowed to work with the green horses we like our volunteers to uh feel appreciated which they're priceless aren't they but um so they're not just mucking out that they are doing a lot of um mixed tasks with the animals
1: yeah directly the, caring for them yeah, in addition to to, to mucking their, out and the um, maintenance
3: yeah, we've got a big solarium in one of the stables it's massive and it's good for the, the horses that have got arthritis or just a bit, this time of year, they've had enough by this time of year, they just want some nice weather, don't they? You would open the door and little Sparky would just, as soon as the door opens, will walk straight in, stand under the solarium <laughs> and put the solarium on and they get all nice and warmed up and everything and it yeah. helps their joints and yeah. just perks them up a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah. And in addition to the solarium, you've got the you've got the the caring for for elderly horses uh, clinic taking place in a couple of weeks, yep. and and you touched on the alternative therapies, so yep. you clearly see value in the alternative therapies um, for for the for the well being of horses. What kind of other things do you do here? Yeah,
3: it's all run alongside veterinary care, and it's all it's all run along with permission of the vets. They do um, essential oil therapy, we do um, shiatsu, and we've got um, two. Shiatsu workshop's coming up this year. We do um, Reiki. We had World Animal Reiki Day yesterday and we um, did a Reiki, had a little group come up. We have crystal healing for the animals and they, and they, they, they love it, the animals. We have the music going to you, calm them yeah, down. I was going
1: to say, so if, if if you can hear this in the background, everyone, so we, we've got this, this kind of, it's almost like meditation yeah, it music, it takes, like when yeah. you go for a massage or something, you can hear this kind of very sort of ambient music going on. Does that, does that calm the animals? what yeah, Or what's the purpose of that? They
3: had that as well. It calms the animals, keeps calm an environment because I think it helps keep the, the um, everybody that comes here sort of chills <laughs> them out as well. But there there is a reason for it. We had, we've had we got Pippa. She had a, a detached retina and she had to go to Newmarket and... And she found it quite stressful. One of our volunteers, well, trustee, one of our trustees, now actually went and stayed in a B and B near there, so she could spend the days with Pippa, so she wasn't totally on her own in a, st- in a stressful environment. And then they they played the music, and everybody was thought, oh, they're mad, you know. But actually, it calmed her down so much that. Um, He's to get in, isn't
1: he? <laughs> this um, is so funny. The the, uh, the the door is now being scratched up on by... It, I guess it's probably midnight, is it? Who really, really, really he wants to get Yeah, yeah bring him in. We're just opening the door to the kitchen now. This is where we're there doing it. Hello, midnight. How are you? You all right?
3: And she had to go back. The operation wasn't... A, it detached again, and she had to go back and have it done again. And actually, the people at Newmarket said to Sue... Could you bring the music with you? Because it calmed her down so much last time. So they actually requested, could we bring the music? Because it had such a calming effect on her.
1: Mm.
3: So that's why they have them in all the stables. They have a shiatsu group coming up in, I think, April to do a bit of shiatsu with um, the animals. So, uh, yeah, they're trying to... It's it's a really nice environment. It's open to everybody. And as I say, it's, the total welfare of the animals is utmost um, importance, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. You know that every penny you donate, ev- everything goes to those animals. We do pamper evenings. Uh, we did a pamper evening in November where we did a lot of the therapists came in. It Stock Village Hall and um, we had a lot of shopping um, stalls as well. and We made um, £1,600 in a three-hour shopping um, event. Wow. And we're doing another one on the... Um, 4th of April, Mm the Stock Village Hall, if anybody's interested. Okay,
1: (laughs) so that's Stock in Essex, by the way, so if you're local, um, so Essex for our international listeners uh, is. uh, just north, just northeast of London. Yeah. Um, so if you're flying over, do come along. Um, so you've got the, the the Reiki, the placing of the hands, and yeah. then and and crystal healing. What's that? Yeah, exactly? Crystal
3: healing. So right. that's using um, crystals to heal. So you would learn how to um, make up crystal remedies, how to use them with the animals. We we did run a crystal healing workshop l- uh, last um, year, which was um, really interesting. Um, and this one again will help you with how to deal with your course when it's coming towards the end of its life as well Um, Uh, this actual course is a a practitioner's course you will get a certificate and you'll be able to uh, get insurance and to practice and it will also help you um, uh, how to set up your own animal business animal healing business if you wanted to so it's quite a good one that's why it's a little bit more expensive as well the others are only 30 40 pound this one's a little bit more expensive because it is a certificated course
1: Right. So, and oh, well, we've t- we have we've obviously spoken about the clinics about the for, for elderly care, but we, yeah. we just, if we can just briefly touch on the end of life care, what you would have to do, you know, if, if your horse is is old and it you know and, and it's it's nearly time to to say goodbye, just briefly tell me what kind of care would you give your horse?
3: So we you, like we recently on our Carol Service Day we lost Scooby. One of our horses has been suffering from laminitis for a little while. They they will tell you when it's their time. They will they will stop eating and. And you will know when they when when it's their time. So you would, um, you know, just monitor them. Uh, you would just keep them comfortable until yeah. the vet gets here. So.
1: And that's where you would use these alternative therapies as well to ease their to yeah. make them comfortable and so on.
3: Yeah, it's, it's all done alongside veterinary. The veterinary care is the ultimate, but the, the holistic care. And it has been proven to to help the animals. A lot of them are old, have, have had uh, abuse, have been neglected, have been cruelly treated, and they do um, react to the um, complementary therapies as well. So that's why it's grown so popular here as well. So you know it's used alongside. If they don't want want it, they will they won't take it. So and the herbs, they have about 15 different herbs, and each herb is put in a little handful in each bucket. So you end up with a a, a stack of buckets like this. You just okay. offer each one to the pony. If it, it will eat it straight away, if it doesn't want it, it will knock the bucket out of your hand. You you get, okay. <laughs> so you're <laughs> you know? told in no uncertain <laughs> terms. Yeah. That they not want, want it the yet. ones that they that they like. You yeah, know? So, yeah. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, and they also, as um, they say, the acupressure helps. With um, Kate Granger is running those. She's an expert in shiatsu and acupressure. Okay. So that helps with all the meridian points of the horse to help with um, stress and tension and help. And that's our, our workshops for this year.
1: And what's great about this is that it, it, you're not simply asking for donations, are you? You're constantly giving value to equestrians and people who are interested in, in looking after horses and the wider public, aren't you? Yeah. And, and making... Them better giving them something of value back. Uh, well, Sue wanted time. to
3: run the run wanted me to run the elderly horse workshops because of the 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 way that the population of horses is ageing. She just wanted to get out to people how how they can keep their horse healthier for a lot yeah. longer. And the know, state so.
1: pension for horses is rubbish, isn't it?
3: <laughs> it's rubbish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, how can people get hold of you? How can we donate to you, um, Sue?
3: Well, the, there's the website which is www.remussanctuary.org. org. On there, you can you can donate. They have a lot of just giving that sort of thing. You can send donations on the website. It will have the address. You can book the um, workshops either online or phone up the sanctuary. Yeah,
1: if you've got a phone so, number there, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh,
3: 356191. You can email at info at remus remussanctuary.org and that will get you through to the office so we're constantly um, after new volunteers people to help us with our fundraising just come up and um, just spend time up here with the animals, a lot of the time the staff are so busy with the day to day mucking out, cleaning, feeding, they don't have a lot of time to actually spend time with the animals that's why the first thing I do when I come in, I come in half an hour early so that I can actually Say hello to the animals, spend a bit of time with them. So,
1: yeah, and you're on Facebook as well, aren't you? We're on
3: Facebook again, Rima's Sanctuary.
1: Yeah, and Rima's Horse on Twitter. I've just yeah, looked you up. it's
3: Horse, yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, so lots of ways of getting in touch with the Remus Sanctuary. uh, Online, over the phone, on the email. Um, uh, You can sponsor a horse as well if you like to. That's that's ongoing as well. We've got Valentine's Day coming up as well. So um, show a bit of love to the horses uh, over in Essex. And and, and I guess as a a wider appeal to to all rescue centres across the country. Got open days as well, haven't you?
3: Yeah, we have six open days a year. The first one is May and then the last one is October. They run on the the first um, Sunday of the month and it's from one till five and we have great time. You can bring your dog as long as they're left on the lead and we have dog shows. They have little competitions for the dog with the waggiest tail, that sort of thing. We have a little band singing with refreshments. You get to come and meet all the animals and we've just taken a lady on who deals with um, education and um, school children so she's setting up a little... um, a club now for um school children it's called remus's young hoofers so and they'll probably be up here and you get to do painting and activities they they get to make their own little bits of jewelry and take it home so there's plenty for the kids to do as well so it's really nice and really nice afternoon
1: Sue Maloney thank you so much for your time here really appreciate it and uh, um, we hope that uh, lots of people will, will hear this and, and will we'll, uh, get in touch with you and donate and if they're local get involved as well it's a fantastic way to spend your weekends if nothing else yes, isn't it yes yeah,
3: there is no better way to spend your day than down
1: here right we'll, Remus we'll certainly come back and see you and see how you're getting on So, thank you so much for your time thank you and um, Amy uh, you are missing a hell of a trick by not being here today but uh, <laughs> I've managed to get the treat to come here to arenas today. And, uh, and we'll see you very soon. Yeah, thanks thank
2: again. you very much. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much, Steve. I'm mega jealous that I couldn't be there today. Thank you for listening to Horse Hour. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Monday is going to be a corker because we're speaking to the one and only Lucinda Frederick. So if there's anything you want me to ask, please send us a tweet at Horse Hour. And I hope you have a good week
1: you've been listening to horse hour join the community on twitter mondays 8pm uk time 3pm eastern by using the hashtag horse hour follow amy at amy stevenson one and subscribe to us on acast itunes stitcher and player fm